Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Have You Ever Played podcast, the only podcast that's dialogue consists of saying, oh, wow, I can't believe this is happening right now, and other such quippy dialogue of the 2023s. <laughs> I am your host, Matt, a.k.a. Matt Fondude, and I am with my co-host, as usual. Yes, I'm James, a.k.a. James 04E, a.k.a. I can't believe that just happened, guys. Guys, I can't believe am I, I am, am I flying? No way! No way! I'm just flying right now, and other such quips of Guys, modern we have game company. writing. <laughs> yeah, we got company. Uh, let me take a selfie real quick. I don't even. know. I think that's like too far. Oh god. Um, main character <laughs> protagonist takes a selfie for their uh, insert whatever social media platform uh, tie-in. Mickey Mouse tweets at you uh, in Kingdom Hearts 3, and you're like, gonna go save Riku. This Man. is real. <laughs> it's just the, the Kingdom Hearts 3 tweeting. Hashtag, like, re-King Mickey. Um, and the setup for a selfie is uh, definitely difficult to write. Yeah. <laughs> I brought this up because I'm playing Spider-Man Remaster. Um, oh. I, do I don't think that game has bad dialogue like that to be honest it's it's borderline but it's spider-man spider-man has always been quippy and like lame you know what yeah. i mean mm -hmm. but it's it's teetering it's 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 close it's close but it, it, i'm enjoying it um mm -hmm. yeah so let's let's get into our weeks we've we've missed out on some weeks of podcasting due to scheduling issues yes uh so we've now had like two weeks of <clears throat> not talking so like james what have you been up to uh yeah i've been playing a lot of risk of rain too mm -hmm. i downloaded it a couple weeks ago because actually it was kind of funny one of my friends we so we have been playing uh what is it we've been playing gunfire reborn for a bit you know we kind of got bored of it we were on like really high difficulties and we were just kind of beating it and so he's like you know we should try a different roguelike and i'm like okay what do you want to try and he said well, we could just try Risk of Rain 2. And I happened to have like $20 in my Steam wallet. Mm -hmm. So I just bought that and the DLC. And it was only like $30 total, I think. Played it for like five hours. And I was like, you know, this is cool, but I'm already getting kind of bored. <laughs> and I think so the problem that I was experiencing is uh, the game has infinite scaling. So naturally, you'll just keep doing more damage. Uh, you'll keep getting faster, but you don't necessarily get tankier at the same rate. So, like, you get to a point where everything's just kind of one-shotting you. And that influences how the character kits are designed, where some of them are, like... Where, like, lots of them are just glass cannons, and, like, the utility is very... Most of the utility just scales in damage. Or, I mean, in some cases, movement speed. And so I decided to download some mods. And I had a lot of fun with the mods, I think. Um... There were some really cool characters. Like there was a there was a character called the Nemesis Enforcer that I really liked. Where the concept is, there was a character called the Enforcer who's like a, I guess like a security police officer kind of guy. And he has like a big shield and he can. It's like a riot shield and he can fire his gun from behind it. And um, <clears throat> every character, or not every character, but lots of characters have like a Nemesis version of themselves, where it uses a similar model but the kit is different. Or they're they're edgier and, and darker in some way, <laughs> and so uh, the Nemesis Enforcer he's a like a primarily melee character, 
And his big, uh, I, I guess his trademark is that he has an ability where he jumps up into the air and slams the ground. And when he jumps up, he grabs the nearest enemy and takes them with him. <laughs> so he just RKO's them. <clears throat> That's pretty and cool. he can grab literally any enemy in the game, even the final boss. <laughs> there comes the mod power power creep. Yeah, it's <laughs> and so um, the trade off is that he's melee, and as as you can imagine, in a game where you don't your tankiness doesn't scale very well, melee is pretty rough. Um, his ultimate is actually a minigun, and it's like a, a stance kind of thing, so he can fully just decide to use it. But the problem is that he moves unbelievably slowly when he uses it like the average character will move like i think seven meters per second by default when they're walking and when he's firing the minigun he goes below two so you're you're just crawling when you use that so it's really hard to use later into the game unless you get a bunch of uh unless you get like a lot of movement speed buffs and stuff like that um but yeah the mods are fun uh there's there's a ton of characters. There's like, uh, I think there's like 40 that I have right now or something like that, total, including the base game. Um, some of them are there because they're just bundled with other characters. I don't necessarily play all of them. And also some of them are there because my friends like them and we have to have the same mods downloaded to play together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then besides characters, there was... There was a mod that changed the weather on maps randomly sometimes. And there was also a mod that added a couple new enemies. That was really nice. And then there were just some basic mods that added like new levels. So uh, we also played a little bit of Risk of Rain 2, just vanilla experience. Because again, I'm of the camp of like, I want to experience the vanilla game before diving into mods. Mm-hmm. And I, I think something broke in my brain with Skyrim because at one point I downloaded like hundreds of mods and I just like was like I guess I don't I never need to mod a game again or something I don't know I had this weird (laughs) thing where I'm like oh I don't know I'm not like into it so like I have I really genuinely don't engage in mods that aren't maybe like fan complete rehauls of certain games that need it Mm -hmm. um but yeah we played some of the the base game with the DLC and that was fun um, I'm like surprised that you basically unlocked every character and pretty much did everything within like five hours in that game, which is like, I feel like a game that you're, that you need to spend like a lot of time on, but it seems like you were telling me that the group you were with kind of like power went through every objective. Yeah. Like, so <clears throat> basically what we did is every time we got near the end of a, of a run, when we were in the, the sky meadow. They always mm-hmm. just they just knew all the codes for all the commands or all the artifacts, so they just put the, would put those in once, and then along the way we would just kind of do some essentially achievement hunting. Like I was playing Huntress, and she had a challenge where you had to get through a certain level without taking any damage. So what I did is I found like a corner of the map and I like climbed up a mountain like Skyrim style, so nobody could like get to me, and I just had my friend go through the entire level. But like yes, I mean that that's a very unique thing about this game about having like certain challenges like that, and I get that mm-hmm. for unlocking stuff. But do you ever feel like when you're playing with a group that's already beaten and like done everything in a game, 
do you like feel carried almost and like you can't experience the the beginning of the game like as if as if you started it without knowing anything uh well it depends because i guess the reason why i got into the game was primarily for for the social aspect um so i i i guess i didn't really feel that as much you know there were times where i was like you know maybe i could have taking this a little bit slower, but I also think that uh, not that the game lacks content, but as I said before, with the way that stuff scales, it, it does get a little samey at a certain point, despite being a roguelike. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I didn't, I didn't mind too much kind of getting to the, to the end game stuff a little earlier than normal. Uh, because I think, honestly, I think without, without mods if i was still like grinding that stuff out i don't know if i would necessarily still play the game mm-hmm. again not because it's like a bad game or anything um i just don't think at least for me it did not have the qualities of a of a game that i'd play long term just off of the the base content see i think that part of it i mean we're just different play styles i think mm-hmm. part of the content that you may be missing is the fact that like a lot of the driving content is to try to unlock these characters, try to unlock different stuff. Although Risk mm-hmm. of Rain 2 is pretty cryptic with certain things. Like, I also had friends who basically did everything. So they knew, they're like, oh, Matt, let's unlock this character. You need to go to this map and do this thing. And, like, it's very specific. Like, you probably wouldn't figure it out yourself without looking it up. So it mm-hmm. is kind of tough to be like, oh, well, whatever. But, yeah, there there is sort of like a... Um, there, there is sort of just like a yeah, you you kind of burnt through it really quick, but then you were having fun with the mods, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. That you can do that post playing the regular base game, I guess. I don't know. I just I think we have a different gameplay style in terms of yeah. how we play games. Yeah, I also think part of it for me was that so the characters you have to unlock, uh, lots of them are are very unique. You know, like they fill their own niches. And I had initially felt with the base characters, like, I, I didn't really like the base characters that much. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I would be playing these characters I don't necessarily like for a really long time just to get to the to like characters I enjoy. And by then, I may not even necessarily want to ha- have like the same drive to play the game. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder if that it seems interesting. I wonder if we play roguelikes in a very different way. It seems like from your talk of uh, Slay the Spire, right, when we were talking about that at one point, mm-hmm. um, you kind of picked a character that you really enjoyed and you had fun with that character, but then other play styles you did not enjoy as much and it kind of fell off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if in roguelikes, because I, I tend to kind of just take a variety of play styles and really kind of will enjoy, like, even if it's like, not necessarily good um like i was playing hades recently i i've been replaying that and like Mm -hmm. i'll do a run where even if i don't particularly like the weapon in hades i'll like enjoy something different like i i would prefer different rather than like one thing that i enjoy Mm -hmm. um so i wonder if you are more just like you find something you like and you just stick with it do you think that's accurate yeah i think generally um it, it does depend a little on the game. Like, you know, there are some games where there'll be only one thing that fits what I like. And there are some games where there'll be like 10 things that fit that. Right. Um, like, I guess Dota is an example. Like there's lots of characters in Dota that I like because it has so many characters that they can afford to 
play a little similarly. Um, but, but in a game that maybe has like 10 characters or something and they all like do something vastly different, uh, I might only play like like maybe two. See, what's interesting about that is I feel like I'm usually variety. Like in a game like an Overwatch, I play pretty much all the roles and I like to play like all the characters. Um, there are certain characters I don't play, but I'm generally open. Uh, but I realize like in fighting games, usually I pick like one character and just mm-hmm. really stick with that one character. I'm wondering if that's like because you need to learn a lot about the character to play even a character you know i would rather get good at one specific thing um i guess that's kind of interesting in terms of uh how we (laughs) choose to play these games um Mm -hmm. but yeah risk of rain (coughs) so are you like are you gonna continue playing modded risk rain are you are you like done done do you think um i'm gonna continue to play modded a little just because it's a game i can play with my friends but as far as like playing solo I might might be done. Well, so part of it is the re- part of the reason why I played was because I was really bored of like other games that I was playing because I don't have like a huge game library necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess th- technically I do, but lots of them I kind of finished, uh, especially like during college when I had more more free time to do it. You know, I was just mm-hmm. I would just essentially every week I would grind out like one game or something like that. Um, and you know there was like this this exact time. <laughs> is like actually a little bit of a lull because so there was an apex patch today so i'll be playing that a bit more and then uh cyberpunk dlc comes out actually exactly a week from now i'm pretty sure that's true Uh, i pre-purchased it like a fool yeah then there's also a project loki playtest next week and uh, i think there's one other thing next week i can't remember what it is but there's there's definitely something else going on so yeah it was Uh, it was like this mm-hmm. last month was kind of um, all the games that I played were just getting ready to do more content. So I just was, was just kind of out of other things to do. Did you take a look at or touch Starfield at all? Uh, no, I haven't yet, actually. I'm probably going to wait a little bit because I hear that that's uh, doing the little bit of the burning GPUs. <laughs> so you might might want to hold off on that. It, that actually almost that same thing almost made me hold off on uh diablo 4 because mm-hmm. i had heard like there's like yeah it burns 3090s and i'm like do i have a 3090 or am i, am I good <laughs> and looking back i was probably kind of a dumb so so yeah. it didn't backfire but like the the thought behind it might be dumb it's like oh you know it just burns that gpu that's slightly better than mine i'm good i think if you have to ask if you have a 3090 you probably don't have a 3090 because you have money in your wallet <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean like I feel like you would have the pain of being like, I spent like 12 grand on a, or not 12 grand, like uh, $1,200 on like a GPU or whatever that cost at the time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm, I, I'm interested. I never was even that interested in Starfield, but I, because mm-hmm. it's a Bethesda game, I'm like, I will probably enjoy it, but I'm not, I don't care enough to buy it right now when I know I can buy it in a couple months like i i mean it's gonna be a couple years before it goes on like a big sale but it, like it'll probably yeah. be like 30 percent off at some point mm-hmm. um and cyberpunk dlc is coming out soon and i'm like maybe all right let me let me play cyberpunk dlc first and then i will uh maybe delve into that i got i, I gotta play the spider-man games and there's like a lot of games i want to play before playing that you know 
Um, yeah, I did. I did buy the I have to kill chaos. We got to kill chaos. Uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin because that was on sale recently mm-hmm. on Steam. I've been meaning to play that and I'm like, you know what? I'll pick it up on sale. Uh, apparently it's like a Neo style, um, combined with like the Final Fantasy stuff. So it's like, lo- mm-hmm. it's like one of those games, you know, like Neo, it's like the souls ish, but like looter. Yeah. Yeah. I've played, I've yeah. played Neo before. Yeah. So it's like a, a fi- I guess Final Fantasy it's, it's made by the, like the Neo team, I believe, or it's in collaboration with them. Mm-hmm. I think it's like team Ninja or something. Um, so I didn't actually know that. I just knew it was a little bit different than Final Fantasy stuff. Um, but uh, that sounds up my alley. Uh, I'm hoping, well, they they probably will put uh, 16 on PC, but uh, they have not yet. So wait for that to come out. That game kind of came out, and I, I think if you didn't care about it, like Final Fantasy 16, like you don't think about that game at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. But yeah, that's that's that was kind of like my uh, assessment of the week in terms of game stuff. Um, so you're gonna buy? Are you gonna day one buy the Cyberpunk DLC? Oh, I don't know. So if we're talking about like just purely buy, probably. But play, I actually don't know because mm. um, you know I'm gonna want to play Apex. I'm gonna want to play the Project Loki playtest. I'm also gonna be uh, going on a on a trip to new york this weekend so i won't be mm-hmm. able to play play stuff over the weekend so, you know yeah uh not lots of things to play not not enough time to play them i guess but since uh since cyberpunk is probably the least time sensitive you know it's single player i can just play at any time that'll probably be lowest priority yeah I, i'm like I, I don't know i i was one of those people when cyberpunk came out i really enjoyed it still um and I actually just bought a new graphics card recently, so I'm excited to finally play the game for real. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, actually have it run properly. Uh, it well, that's that's you know, if if it doesn't have issues, but let's hold let's hold out on that. But I am very excited to play that game for real this time, and all of the skill trees I guess are getting changed. And like, I, I feel like playing this. I'm gonna start over. I think playing from the beginning is gonna feel like a completely different game experience. So I'm actually very excited to play it again because I did enjoy what I had. I, I beaten Cyberpunk before and I enjoyed it, but I, I think now will be the time to really enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very, very pog time to be a Cyberpunk fan. <clears throat> yeah, uh, right. I, I also kind of want to check out Red Dead 2 again because I never ended up beating it. Um, but that game is like a behemoth to run so yeah. on PC. Yeah. Yeah, but also since the last time I played Cyberpunk, I, I also got a new PC. So it'll run a lot better. I won't have to play on the lowest graphic settings and still get sub 60 FPS. <laughs> yeah, and I know. Then, like, like freeze every time I look in an explosion. I mean, also, the game is more optimized now at this point, too, over the time they've spent on it. So I have high hopes that even if the DLC is bad, like I, I think the DLC will probably be good. Or I bet it's going to... It either has to be like amazing, everyone loves it, or it has to be controversial in some way, and people are going to be mixed, and then they'll love it anyway later. Like the game, where people were like, "Oh my god, the game is like bad game," and now everyone's like, "We love cyberpunk and anime." Oh my god, it's the best game. We all knew it was the best game forever. Um, pretty much what everyone predicted. 
So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm more, way more excited about that than Starfield, but that's just, you know, space, space doesn't really appeal to me as a genre. It never really has. Um, yeah, I, for me, it's like, I like the, the concept of <clears throat> traveling to places like other planets mm-hmm. in space, but I don't like being in space. Yeah, I think it's a little boring. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think in real life, if I got the chance to go to space, that would be cool. But in game setting, I don't really care to fly ships. I was never a vehicles guy. Yeah, Sam. I don't care what my ship looks like. I don't need to go to a planet and uh, terraform the planet. I mean, so I, w- I would play Spore, I guess. The space stage of Spore. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, like, so are you also just in the camp of, like, uh, like the No Man's Sky and, like, the Star Citizen and the Eve? Like, pretty much any space-related thing, I just don't care about. Yeah, I, I consider it kind of boring, to be honest. Like, um, it, it, like something I, I, I would say to people sometimes is the most boring part of Star Wars is when they're, they're, they're in space. I, I guess, yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's like, like, we, we, uh, like, people like all the cool planets and shit. And like the, the like ground battles and stuff like the, so not that the space battles aren't cool, but I can only watch so much of two big ships shooting at each other, while characters talk about how how dire the situation is. What is your like, preferred like yeah. fantasy setting? Are you like a fantasy? Are you like a westerny? Like what is your? If you had a, I guess for let's just narrow the scope to gaming. Like what what is your preferred? like uh i guess setting in gaming for i guess it depends on the game but i i mean i guess i like futuristic stuff but i also like uh like melee combat and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. like if we're just talking like purely like aesthetic and stuff like that uh i think i really like halo and like titanfall like Mm sci-fi but not not always in space like actually on on cool planets and stuff like that like a destiny yeah yeah actually, it's actually funny. I yeah i haven't played destiny that much now that i think about it i'd probably like it i played yeah. i played destiny one a while ago on on xbox i think it's gonna it would be impossible for you to get into <clears throat> destiny 2 right now though like i think yeah. you just gotta wait for like destiny 3 or like a universe reset yeah that's what i was thinking um yeah i don't again I, I think of the example of, like, Warframe, and I'm like, that game is really fun, but I just don't care about anything in that game because they're all, like, robot looking. Like, I don't like that aesthetic at all. So in a game where you grind for your cosmetics and you grind for your character's appearance, if I don't care at all about what I look like, then I, I just fell off. But then there's, like, a Final Fantasy fourteen, which, again, I don't know if I really like that aesthetic all that much either but i i prefer it to um you know i prefer that more like fantasy look than uh space mm-hmm. um yeah and if i was playing a game like i like a chivalry style like people running at each other with slow melee weapons over like lightsaber battle and like lasers you know yeah. what i mean yeah what i really like is like futuristic stuff that mimics fantasy that shit's cool hmm like, oh yeah, know. like it, I'm trying yeah. to think of like examples. It's kind of hard to come up with, but like the idea of people in the future just using swords is is pog. Well, Final Fantasy kind of does that with like the newer Final Fantasies. Um mm-hmm. 
they have at least in 15 it's like boy bands and they're driving cars but they're also like it's it's kind of weird and swords and old tech and everything's magic tech mm-hmm. everything is using magic and as they're like uh energy and stuff I guess 16 is even more like the witchery look. Uh, I, I only saw trailers when it was yeah. being announced. I haven't really delved into 16 that much. You know, I guess now um, I think about it, like if if they did more with like the Star Wars extended universe, like the comics and stuff, you know, they got rid of the guns. Maybe I think it'd be a lot cooler. <laughs> well, like Knights of the Old Republic, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what was always cool to me about those games is like it. it I think it pays off well because I believe in those games you use a sword for a lot of it and then you can yeah. get a lightsaber and like that mm-hmm. kind of pays off and that's cool. But the the fact that you're using like actual weapons in Star Wars is neat. I don't know. Yeah, I just they just don't do that stuff enough, man. Like I want a movie of that of that kind of stuff. And so well, like I, God, I get a TV like... show. What? You'll get a TV show, one of like 27 spin-off TV yeah. shows now. Oh, man. I remember when I was watching Kenobi and like at the start, it was like, yeah, I, I can't wait for for stuff to happen. And then, uh, yeah. The, well, the episodes definitely <laughs> happened. I was into Mandalorian. I think I watched the first two seasons and then I'm like, man, oh, this is good. And then they're like, watch Book of Boba Fett and this one and Ahsoka and mm-hmm. this one and watch all of Clone Wars in this order and then do that. I'm like, OK. I'm good. I don't even like Star. Like I really am not a Star Wars fan. Yeah, weirdly enough, I actually never got into Mandalorian. I don't, I don't quite know why. I guess like when I first heard about it, I didn't think it'd be that cool. And then I saw like a, I, it was actually kind of funny because I think it was in season three, which was one that people didn't like. There's like a, a fight with like one of those like I don't know what they're called, like the black lightsabers or something. I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. Maybe I'll watch it one day. And I heard people saying season three was really bad. And then I heard Book of Boba Fett was bad. And they were like, well, you have to watch Book of Boba Fett. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pass. See, the reason I think it became bad is because it was Mandalorian was <laughs> something everyone thought would be bad. And it was good. And I believe it was a John Favreau thing, right? Yeah. Um, so it was like supposed to everyone was like, this is going to be boring. So they were able to actually do an interesting story and then it became popular and they're like, oh, okay, let's tie this into 15 other things, which is the problem. Um, And I also, now that I think about it, I guess the reason I don't like space stuff so much is because I never really watched Star Wars as a kid. So I'm like, again, no, never really was nostalgic for space or anything. Um, But space Western, I like a space Western-y theme where it's like they're in space, but it's like, it's a it's like a western like that's yeah. that's kind of cool um yeah i really like that i like uh the game boktai which i talk about a lot the uh gba solar pa- power game they're like a western vampire like you're kind of like you're a gunslinger and it's kind of has western elements and there's like tumbleweeds and stuff but mm-hmm. it's like dracula and it, that's a cool <clears throat> combo uh the mix of like the horror dracula stuff with like western is cool Oh god, that's um, made, that made me think. Space Western is such a cool aesthetic that it made it that it made people convince themselves that Boba Fett did anything in Star Wars. <laughs> it really is, <laughs> and that's maybe that I'm like well, now I'm thinking like maybe that's probably why I like Mandalorian a little bit more because it's more like its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are some other like uh, other settings in like steampunk? I never care about like at all. 
Yeah, I was never crazy about it either, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I kind. So this is funny because we were talking about cyberpunk. I I kind of like cyberpunk settings, but the whole like replacing your body with like all these robotic parts thing is like it's okay i'm not i'm not like crazy <laughs> about it like like the visuals i love though like the like cyberpunk visuals are are, are peak but yeah um, i think cyberpunk looks awesome like the so I, I i it's not even like the themes that are the problem it's just like i i don't quite relate to these characters replacing their body with cybernetics like like the themes are great don't get me wrong i love the themes around it but it's just like are, are you like stupid I would 100% replace, like, okay, I feel like I'm on the opposite side of things, where I'm like, if I could get, like, bionic legs that let me run around and stuff, I would do it. So, like, some of it, I understand a little bit, but I think the problem is, I think about all the times, like, my PC is blue screened or something, like, what if that happens to my legs? What if my legs blue screen? That That is very true. I don't think I would opt into like removing an arm to get like a arm but if you like lost an arm or like maybe yeah, yeah, like, yeah. get some eyes or something um, yeah like that, that's what i'm thinking too like like if you're replacing body body parts it's kind of uh, it's, it's kind of weird but like i i think if like you already have to have lost them it's like you know go for it I, I do like the body horror elements of Cyberpunk 2 where there's like some yeah. it, where it's like the whole gang of people who are just like <laughs> addicted to body replacements so they just look like yeah. psychopaths um and then also the weirdness of like the basically like the only fans characters that are just like literally these gold plated weird you know there's a lot of like the, the the characters that are like uh they look like they have like fake like plastic skin and stuff just weird just mm-hmm. ugh, uncanny valley creepy vibe but um I, I as cyberpunk as an aesthetic, I did not care about until the cyberpunk the game came out. Now I'm kind of into it. I think it's a cool aesthetic. Um, I think. What are some other like good ga- games? If you think about like a game and it like is set in this thing, like you'll play it. Um, hmm. I don't like the. Um, Oh, I was just thinking, I just had one that was pretty good. I mean, I keep thinking for some reason about Far Cry Primal, a game no one cares about. Uh, um, yeah. It's like caveman <laughs> aesthetic. Man, um, yeah, I remember that, actually. See, that's not me, like, hating on that, because I think that as that's actually kind of cool. But it, it had triggered something in my head. I can't remember what I was going to say, where there was, like, another similar thing where it's like, oh, if a game is like this, and it's like, oh, I don't care. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, like, Zombies. It's like I don't care. Um, yeah, I've never been, I've never been crazy about zombies. Like, I, I think it's more about the stuff, the other stuff you do within that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think more often than not, the society that ex- in like good zombie stories, the society that existed before zombies is more ex- interesting than like the zombies themselves. See, I, I think that's why like a Half Life Two is kind of a cool zombies because it's mm-hmm. it's zombies, but like because of aliens, you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of its own weird yeah. thing. They're not really they're zombies in practice, but it's it doesn't feel like it. I think that's yeah, kind I of agree. a cool twist on it. But like a game like a, I'm gonna say The Last of Us, even though I think that's probably like the peak zombie game in terms of like writing. I would assume I don't know. I haven't played Last of Us. 
Um, but like the, of that type of game, you know, that's probably and they're not really zombies. They they have a unique yeah. thing too, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like that, like I, and like a Left 4 Dead too, like you know, like things that use that well, I guess. I mean, Left 4 Dead Two is just kind of like a homage to that whole genre. Yeah, um, I I like the I really like the way that Halo did the flood because it's 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 it literally is zombies but i think that they do some really cool stuff with it like you know the body horror the fact that it's like the whole universe has like multiple parts of the universe have specific protocols for them and like the halo rings are literally made to destroy them so it's like it's a different kind of horror than normal zombies where it's like you know they're always there they're somewhere out there you just have to hope that you don't run into them basically it's not like they've like taken over the whole universe or something like that I have a I have a maybe a hot take depending on the uh, community that listens to this. Um, I kind of will get put off on a game when I see trailers for a game if the game has a, like a furry art style that is like very bored. Like it it is like okay if the game's art style is like anthropomorphic characters, cool. But if they start looking like oc art stuff i get really put off on the game where i'm like i don't i don't think i want to play this like um well actually the game you talked about earlier is kind of a good example i mean it's not that bad but the gunfire reborn having all the the animal Uh, characters i think turns a lot of people off of that game Uh, Mm -hmm. i don't think the game is actually that egregious with it i think more so there's a i can't remember the name of it but there's like this game where it's like I think it's a Metroidvania or something, and just like a lot of the reviews are like, it's cool, but like the characters are, you know, it's it's a little like weird. I, I don't know. There's certain games like that where um, I get, a, I just, I don't know. It's just not, it's not my vibe, and I will judge it a little bit preemptively, depend, even if the game is good. It's just something, you know, about it. I don't vibe with it as much mm-hmm. um i think it's when the art is like very like i it's like almost um sexualized in a way like yeah. and i'm like this is just a regular game but like people are feverishly drawing fan art in the background there's something about it that just off puts me what's weird is like a game like a sly cooper you know sly cooper on like the ps2 yeah um i i mess with that game like from, from a kid and that is like almost borderline in that era of like in that zone of like, hmm, I don't know, like this that like that's like tolerable to me. But then I think it's more of the indie thing where it can be like, why is that mouse storekeepers? Why is why why do they have like twenty inch thighs in this game for no reason? Just not explained. Yeah. Why why do they look like that? I don't I don't know. I don't like this. I don't I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I think I agree with you. I, I'm having a hard time coming up with like specific examples, but I, I think I know what you're like talking about. Yeah, there's certain games, and I can't think like <laughs> off the top of my head. But like when it hits you with that, especially trailers, like you'll be watching it, and it's like, oh, it's like Stardew Valley, and it just hits you with that portrait art, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is a little, this is a little weird. We're we're in dangerous territory. Um. Mm-hmm. What, is there is there anything like that? Or any other games that you just immediately are kind of like, I, I would say. I guess you could judge by a cover, and you and you can also be surprised by these games because some of them are very good. It just happens to be, 
you know, this style. Um, but is there any other like type of game that you'll look at? And like, I think RTS is a genre I will look at or a game, any game that has like a map that you're looking at and you have little mm-hmm. like dots that you like strategically will place. I'm just like, I, I just can't deal with this. Like, I'm just not even going to attempt to care about this. Yeah, um, I'm I'm generally not too crazy about turn-based th- games that aren't card games. Mm, um, okay, interesting. Like even with Slay the Spire, I I was like initially pretty turned off by it. Um, I I guess like w- with games that I like to play, it's they're very like not necessarily action heavy, but when I'm actually doing things, I'm like I'm like doing them my, myself, like literally almost literally with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I'm not too crazy about like very very automated actions. Um, How do you feel about grinding in games? It's funny because uh, I I think I've talked about it before, but I used to be I used to play Borderlands three a lot, and I would mm-hmm. I used to be get so good at grinding a singular boss that I could do it without looking. So oh, I would be like yeah. watching a Twitch stream or like watching an anime while I'm grinding Borderlands three. Do, uh, but like overall, like I, I think we did talk about this before. But like as a net positive, like do you enjoy a, a, an element of grinding in games? Yeah, kind of. So the thing is, I I play games that require grinding, and I do the grinding right. And at, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I I can't look back and say I didn't enjoy the games. But I think the actual reason why I I, I don't necessarily enjoy the grinding part, but the reason why I do it is because it's just something to, like, I guess kind of keep my hands busy. You know, I, I don't usually just straight up grind and just, like, stare at my screen the whole time while I'm doing it or something. Like, I'll usually, like, you know, let's say I'm, I, I, there's a new album that I want to listen to or something, but I don't want to just, you know, lay in bed and listen to an album. You know, maybe I'll listen to it while I'm, like, grinding in Diablo or something like that. Or, like, if exactly, I'm, if I'm yeah. listening to a podcast or something, I'll listen to it while I'm grinding. I'm a big podcast while grinding kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like creating your own family guy with uh, Subway Surfers oh, videos God. before that was a thing. Um, I-, I think games like uh, I can point to or like Castlevania Aria of Sorrow where you can kill enemies and get souls and like sometimes they're rare and you can grind for them. Um I don't know. I, I, I like a rare drop. Uh, I played ru- old school RuneScape for a while. Seeing a big rare thing appear, big number, big dopamine hit. I, I enjoy that every so often. Especially, I think I really like grinding in like a single player game where if it's too long of a grind, it's annoying. Like Final Fantasy 15, there's like a dungeon that to get the best sword, it's like a hundred floors of garbage. Yeah. That's annoying. Um... But if it's, like, reasonable and it's, like, you feel like you achieve something, like, I, I can enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I also don't necessarily like challenge-based grinding. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like things that have, like, pretty reasonable failure conditions. Like, like, I, like I'm pretty sure everybody who's grinded a lot before, they've had an experience where, they, you know, they accidentally die in the middle of a grind or something. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. I, I feel like that should... I feel like that shouldn't be like a a thing that happens too often. Like um I, mm-hmm. like I was talking about before with Risk of Rain, that whole that one achievement where I had to go through a whole level without taking damage. I, I feel like that that's like a very frustrating kind of grind. Because like you'll get near the end of the level without having taken damage, and then one random mob will just hit you. And it's like, yeah. well wow, all my time was just wasted. 
I, I definitely don't like a game like I, I enjoy a good boss in like a Souls game kind of grind. Um, but I definitely do not enjoy the time waste of certain games where you'll do a final boss and they have a first phase that's nothing and it just wastes your time. Uh, Remnant mm-hmm. One recently playing that having the the final boss slight spoilers for Remnant One yeah. final boss in that game is one bad. And two, um, it just it has a first phase that's nothing, but can kill you still. But also, yeah. it's just like it's just a cutscene. And then, like, I think it's an unskippable cutscene too, where it's mm-hmm. like a cutscene, and then you just have to go to the boss. It's like stop wasting my time. Just let me do it. And to a lesser extent, I was getting like that with Undertale and the genocide route, doing Sans boss. Mm-hmm. Um, I was grinding that out, and I would get to. That that boss is thematically about trial and error, and it make it makes sense. Um, but it is one of those things where it's like I am only bad at the end part, and I have to do the thirty minute beginning part, and mm-hmm. that can be annoying. Yeah, um, I, I never, I never really thought of bosses, boss fights as like grinds necessarily. That's kind of interesting. Well, I think they can be in like a Souls, where if you if you have to yeah. grind out a boss, where you have to learn it a bunch of times. Um, if it's a hard enough boss in a, a Souls game, although you can go and level up in like in an Elden Ring, but um, you know, you can mm-hmm. you can try it. like like Bloodborne, like Orphan of Cost or whatever that boss is, like that's a grind because it's just a tough encounter that I think a lot of people uh try to do like go and do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you know what it is for me, I. When I'm fighting bosses, right, I think of like the trial and error as a, as like an essential part, mm-hmm. and it, I I don't think of beating a boss in the same way as I do like acquiring a new weapon or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Because I, when when I'm grinding for a new weapon or something like you know I'm just trying to get it to drop from a boss, it's like a drop chance. Yeah, I I think of it very differently as when I'm as when I'm fighting a a boss for the first. Or when I'm fighting a boss, to like progress in the story or something like that. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think grinding <laughs> is more of a like kill X enemy a thousand times to get the rare hat drop. Um, mm-hmm. I was just watching a uh, episode of Game Center. I think it's like DX or something. It's some like Japanese show from like 2006 where a guy goes around and does game challenges and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, they did an episode about, and they were talking about Dragon Quest 1 and how Poke, it was like the Pokemon uh, Game Freak developers were talking about like, oh, uh, we were playing Dragon Quest 1 and there was a magic hat that you could get from grinding and my friend had two and I had none. And it's like, I want to make a game where you can trade the magic hat. So we made Pokemon so you can trade things. I'm like, oh, okay. Um... I mean, oversimplification of it, but yeah, I guess, you know, grinding has been around for forever, and um, I think some games, I think Monster Hunter is like the king of the fun grind, mm-hmm. um, because in those games, you will grind the same enemies over and over again, but you make slow progress towards something. You're like, you're working toward making your weapon better. It's, yeah. it's satisfying to make your stuff better slowly and like making progress. It's like, oh, I need to get that tail. Let me go fight this guy. I, and I think it's quick enough that it's not grueling. And the gameplay of it is actually pretty fun. 
Yeah. Um, you, you know what it might be actually when I'm when I'm uh trying to grind for an item, right? I want the item to do something else. Like, you know, I get mm -hmm. the item then I do something. Uh most of the time whereas with with like just beating a boss, it's like I'm not necessarily trying to like do something after like that's the end goal. So I guess it's it's almost like I'm when I'm grinding for an item, it's almost like this grind is like gatekeeping me from from future content hmm. or from like a future goal. Uh, like in, in Diablo specifically, right? Like I'm grinding to get to level 100 and get the items I need so I can fight uh, Uber Lilith. Um, whereas like if I, if I were to, you know, die a few times fighting Uber Lilith, I wouldn't necessarily think of that in the same way as as, you know, like spending time grinding. See, what's funny to me is I find more enjoyment in the grind in like a Diablo to get the items than when I actually have them. I feel like I fall off. If I grinding mm -hmm. to get the ultimate cool items and like get a good build is more fun to me than like having it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Yeah, I think we've we've discovered a lot about our gaming preferences today. I, I think we can mm -hmm. go to the questions. If you have a question, you can email us at hyeppodcast at gmail.com. That is the hyeppodcast at gmail.com. James, you want to kick us off with a question? Uh, yeah, give me a sec. Let me just pull up the the doc. The doc. Oh, and actually, uh, before we before I go, over, go to the first question, uh, science fantasy is the genre I was thinking of earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, like I Avatar? Have a... <laughs> i guess maybe not, you know james maybe, cameron maybe not like avatar i mean that's exactly science and fantasy uh um yeah so science fantasy the main thing is um so i'm, I'm gonna quote the the article i'm looking at right now because it has 144 genres and subgenres. says these stories show a magical futuristic world leaning towards soft science these stories can also contain science that is so well developed it says so well developed Okay, so well developed that it appears to be magic and or characters who possess abilities whose scientific tech who. This has a lot of typos and or characters <laughs> who's who possess abilities through scientific technology that seems to be magical. I kind of uh, there was actually a recent game that was like that. I think it was like mad like a first person magic <laughs> game where mm -hmm. like you shoot magic. But I think oh, it was yeah. like tech based. Yeah, I think I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, that's like kind of a cool genre. I, I feel like I don't mess with that as much either, though. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, before you read a question, I have my own question. I'm gonna ask you, what? Ooh. Okay, so like, say you're playing an MMO, or it doesn't have to be an MMO, but like, it's a game, and you have a choice of character archetype. You have dual blade person, katana Ooh. person. Uh, sword and shield person, guy with like giant club, you know, just like brute two hand, or like archer, or like you know like stealth guy or whatever, like rogue. Mm -hmm. Like what what archetype do you pick in like every game if possible? Hey, uh, what did you say before? A guy with giant club. Uh, I mean, you could just think of any like traditional oh. archetype. Like you have like the wizard, you have the 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 two hand club, the the archer the the rogue mm. the um the dual blade the katana person you know what i mean like that very like granular like you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah so not just the broad like rogue mage warrior 
Yes, this yeah, covers I, this covers everything in any video game. No, I know, but like think like if you're thinking about it almost like an MMO where yeah. they get to that point where an MMO just has everything. It's like here's the pugilist. Mm-hmm. They have like two dual fists, like the monk character. Yeah. Um what is your go-to? Like what is what do you always go for? Um I usually go for like berserker or barbarian characters generally. Mm-hmm. Um not I don't like playing slow characters though. So, like, mm-hmm. some games will do, like, these, like, the big, slow tanks. I don't really like those at all. Because those are, like, mm-hmm. you, you have very little freedom with those characters. You kind of sit somewhere and just, like, you know, do, do your thing. And it's weird. Mm-hmm. I, um, I love, I do love a Berserker. I love a Glass Cannon. Um, I want to have the slowest, biggest weapon that is like like a great sword monster hunters where it's like so slow mm-hmm. and but you charge it and then if you hit it does like a million billion damage yeah um yeah i want to i want to do the like uh, the the risk reward uh character where it's like you can do a billion or nothing like there's no in between um unfortunately mm-hmm. in most games i feel like the two hand fast character is always like the meta you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I definitely know what you mean. It is it is true. It very frequently is the meta. Yeah, I, it's funny how like that is the case across like multiple genres. Like fast and a lot is almost always the best. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like fighting games, it's usually the case. Like most game, can you think of a game where being slow? and hitting hard is better than being fast and being able to dodge like i really genuinely can't think of a single game where it's better yeah and it's just because mobility gives you like flexibility mm-hmm. and maybe it's like a, a skill ceiling thing where if you're mm-hmm. slow and hit hard someone who can dodge is always going to be better if they are better at the game you know what i mean yeah um but anyway do you want to ask one of the uh, the questions Okay, sure. Um, okay, I found one. What is the most memorable moment in a video game that you have experienced? Hmm. I, I want to say one that I didn't... Or I'm going to say the one that everyone thinks about, and I didn't even experience this until recently in the game. Um, Final Fantasy VII spoilers for whoever... Whatever. It's the most spoiled moment in video games. Um... <laughs> The, the part where Sephiroth does the the big he flies down it's like do 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 and he does the stabby stab and everyone's like no mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about yeah um, you know that that just randomly reminded me of a bunch of uh, Mortal Kombat fatalities and I was like damn <laughs> I, I was just thinking like imagine if this was so much gorier that'd be horrible <laughs> I'm wondering like moment in a game I've well I have a, the memorable moment of playing uh as a as a kid playing my first my first P, uh ps1 game so i had a ps2 my first console that i owned um i had played the nes stuff before but ps2 buying rayman one for ps1 because again not understanding the concept of ps1 versus ps2 games playing rayman one and getting to the first boss and just no chance of beating it just playing like mm-hmm. rayman one just this like notably hard game as a child and just being like, that was the moment I got good. Like, I had to get good. Like, 
that was literally the defining moment of like I gotta get good is Mr. Mosquito or whatever the first boss. And I'm just like I this is the one game I owned. So um I can't think of like these hard hitting moments in games though. Do you have anything specific that you're thinking of? Um I have one. It's pretty it's pretty funny. So yeah. um I used to be a really big Transformers fan as a child and uh mm-hmm. I played when I played Transformers Fall of Cybertron. This game had probably two of the greatest trailers in video game history, like period. Like the so there was a VGA cinematic trailer for Transformers Fall of Cybertron. There was also an E3 trailer, um, and they were both cinematic trailers. They're both fantastic. I would, I would highly recommend to look both of them up. Um, and this moment it specifically ref- references the E3 trailer. Because uh, in the trailer, um, you know, it's it's a, stand, a standard Transformers Cybertron fight, but the Autobots are losing. And then uh, it's real. The like city that they're fighting on is like a is like a Transformer. It's Metroplex. Mm-hmm. And so I thought when I like this game came out in what, like 2012, I was like 13. I thought that was the coolest shit ever. <laughs> and then I play the game. And when they reveal Metroplex in the game. So don't get me wrong. It looked it still looked great. But it wasn't nearly as cool as the trailer. <laughs> Thirteen-year-old me. This was at like midnight, and my parents are, were like in the room right above me, and I yelled, "What the fuck!" <laughs> and I woke them up, and they were so mad. <laughs> I'm sitting here like this was this wasn't anything like the trailer. It was, it was all slow, and like there's lots of steam and stuff. It looked like you. Looks like he was having a hard time transforming. It was like a, it was like a, like an old dude with erectile dysfunction or something. Like what is oh my this? God. Just <laughs> disappointed. Yeah. Like, so disappointed. You and looking back, it. it was perfectly fine. Like it was, it was great. It's just that they can't, they can't do the same thing they did in the cinematic trailer in in a game. Obviously, but when I was thirteen, I didn't realize that. Oh, you know what? I, I'll rapid fire some more. Um, I feel like these are more just vibes rather than like moment, actual moments in a game. Um, oh, you know what? I just thought of another one. Um, Playing, all right, just the Wii console, just turning that on. Mm-hmm. The entire experience of Wii uh, Sports yeah. and the Wii console and like WarioWare, like some of the most memorable, like just like that was, that was like a crazy like playing the yeah. Wii for the first time. That was like a game changer. Um I would also say Little Big Planet. Basically that was kind of my first PS3 entry. Um that was a game changer of just so good. Mm-hmm. And um the game Scribblenauts, seeing the trailer for that, I watched I rewatched the Scribblenauts trailer like a million times before it came out. And just being in awe that you could like write anything, it just is an object and just I mean the magic is worn off now. But those games are great. But like at the time, it was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that was a. I, th- I think I just have like moments in time in which I think of. I, I don't think of in-game moments. I think more about like where I was when I was playing them. Yeah, I think I'm kind of similar. Where it's like, you know, if you if we're just talking like raw, memorable moments, you know, I can think of a few. But like I, I when I really think back on like my childhood and like games I really like. It's it's more general, like mm-hmm. you know, it's not like an exact moment. Like um, one I can think, another one I can think of is like Gears of War three, like the whole intro level, where um, oh, crap, what were they called? 
not the locusts, but the other guys, uh, the ones that were like the infection. Never I, played. Uh, yeah, is I it don't, swarm? I don't know. I've never played Gears of War. Um, I need to look this up now because I I need to remember this. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, was it the chainsaw gun guy? The chainsaw guns? Was it no. the Gears of War Funko Pop game that I don't think oh, came out? They, they were called the the Lambent. So the uh-huh. whole idea was like the Lambent. They were like this fungus that would infect the locusts and. I don't remember what they did exactly, but they made the locusts were normally like white and red, but they made them like green and orange, and they had all these like they had all this pus coming out of them. It was cool, but um, <clears throat> God, I, I need to remember an other enemy name now. Uh, I think it was called the Leviathan. I need to look this up. Was it the Leviathan? Yes, it was the Leviathan. So in Gears of War, Leviathans are like these these giant like sea monsters. Um, and so in Gears of War 3, there was just this moment where it's revealed, like, wait, the the Lambent, like, infected a Leviathan. It's just biting the, the shit out of your your ship, which is, like, a, a water city that people are living on. It was it was really cool, but it was, like, a thing throughout an entire level, so it wasn't an exact moment. But it was, I, I just remember, like, sitting there and being like, wow, I'm shooting at this big thing. I, I, I haven't done this enough in other video games, even though it's really common nowadays. Uh, it's cool. What is, the, what is the last thing this is like off script question but like what is the last thing in video games that actually like really like blew your mind like innovative like last thing you played that was just like oh my god like this is crazy hmm. um it, it would definitely have to be something from a souls game i think hmm. interesting like maybe maybe elden ring or not elden ring um bloodborne uh when i was playing bloodborne for the first time and uh i guess it was just the it's not like a twist i guess every souls game does it we're like halfway through the theme just changes right like mm-hmm. when bloodborne went from like gothic to to lovecraftian i think that was mm-hmm. really cool you know what since I... I wasn't necessarily expecting it at the time yeah and since you're bringing up FromSoft, i, I do think elden ring i knew it was gonna be good but like just playing it, just turning it on and then just walking and being like, oh, this is going to be game of the year. Like within an hour was definitely like, and you, you know what? I think Breath of the Wild was a similar thing, even though I had never beat Breath of the Wild and I don't necessarily care all that much about it. I, I do think walking around in Breath of the Wild and just being like open world Zelda game, like this is pretty, you know, this this is kind of like a game changer a, a bit. I do think I'm thinking a little bit more like VR though, like in like the Wii, like when you like put mm-hmm. on the VR headset for the first time, you're like, wow, this is actually really um, cool. I-, I can't really think of a game in recent uh, in recent memory. I mean, I guess Spider-Man I've been playing with the new yeah. graphics card and all that. So I can kind of enhance <laughs> everything and just seeing some of the, I, I think what PlayStation has been doing with their games, like God of War and Spider-Man, where you're just sitting there and you're basically just watching a movie and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. this is like really gripping. Like this is really engaging. Um, just like sitting watching Spider-Man cutscenes and being like, I feel like I'm just sitting here watching some Spider-Man show or movie. Um, yeah. I think that's you know, that's been neat. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking, I don't know how I feel about that being so common nowadays. Because, you know, on one hand... It is really, really cool, and I do really enjoy it. 
but also like as i was talking about before with that that like gears of war level where you're like playing through the entire thing and the whole time you have like this essentially a monster like chasing you right i i feel like you don't get that as much with more cinematic games where it's like I I feel I feel like a, there is a little bit missing with that, and you know, not that it's re- not that it's not replaced with anything of equal value, but sometimes I do wonder if it's something that if it's truly something that only video games could do, you know. I I think part of it is uh I think a big part of it is I I play a lot of indie and like old games, mm-hmm. and I haven't really played too much of the like I don't play AAA games that often, so when I do, it's kind of like it's a nice experience. I think if I only play AAA releases, it would get old because a lot of them use yeah. the same kind of mechanics. And um, a lot of games, you like crawl through like crawl spaces for the load zones to load in, and your character uh, yeah. says something like, I can't believe this is happening. And it's like, I feel like if I played too many of them, I would start to notice it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think if it's a good... I think if the game is fun, like God of War is fun and Spider-Man like gameplay is fun. So the cutscenes are like a little reward, you know, if mm-hmm. it's just kind of boring and cutscenes, it's, it's a different story. Um, actually thinking yeah. back, I also think death stranding as a game was kind of a cool experience, like playing that. Cause it plays so differently than most games. I think that was a cool experience at launch. Um, mm-hmm. I think also games that have net play, like like have an interesting novel online system, are usually yeah. pretty cool at launch when you play them. Like 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 yeah, a Death Stranding where things happen. Um, oh, so you mean like a strand game? You know what's weird? Uh, we're gonna probably wrap the podcast up soon, but did you look at the Mario uh, Wonder trailer at all for the new the new trailer of it? Oh, I actually haven't seen that. No. Um, so they added a mode where it's online, but you see sh- like ghosts of other players. Oh, so the it's Souls like, method. it's, it's like the souls method, but you can put down flags and stuff and mm. it like does like the keep on keeping on. Basically it's like the death stranding. Like you put down like a waypoint, people can revive on it and you can give likes to them. Ooh. And I'm like, this is, this is like death stranding Mario strand like mechanics. Oh my God. It's a strand game. It's a strand type game, man. Um, this is what Kojima envisioned. Genius Kojim Kojimbo. <laughs> uh, I will buy every, any. I will buy literally anything he releases for full price because I don't care. Because even if it's bad, um, yeah, yeah that so, reminds me. Uh, yeah. sort of off topic, but it'll be quick. That reminds me of um, it was a tweet that I saw earlier where it was um. Is somebody replying to like the Doja Cat picture where she was like dressed like a, a demon? They said like, mm-hmm. y- you know, you can really tell who's doing the fake insanity thing and who's actually about it. <laughs> like if you if you look at like Kanye and Kojima, like they they're just so creative that they're insane. And it's so <laughs> obvious. Oh man, I don't know. Like, I love I love Kojima's tweet. I, I think the last thing I saw about Kojima was what was the movie he tweeted about something and he was like, this it was, is a it masterpiece. Was Flash, I think. Yeah, he was like, I just saw Flash. It is a masterpiece of film. Like, okay, Kojima. I think the funniest part, he he doesn't even have to do anything. It's just funny. (laughs) It is funny. He posted a a picture, I think it was with with Vince Sampella from Respawn. And the captain was just with Vince from Respawn. They're both just standing there. It is funny. I was just dying at it for like 
10 minutes for no reason. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm excited for Death Stranding, too. I'm not like... That, that is funny, though. It's like, I don't care at all about it. Like, if it dropped tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, that's cool. I'll play it. But, like... Mm. So, I'm, I'm excited that they're making it, but I don't care. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I think those are some of my favorite games where I don't... I'm excited that it exists but i do not care at all i'll get to it when i get to it yeah Um, i have games like that too where you know they come out and the fan base is all excited i'm like you know good good for you i give give them a little clap yeah and i go back to my day i will say i think like a from soft is like my day one like i'll play it on like a day one like i know i'm gonna enjoy whatever it is Mm -hmm. um even like i might even buy like a mario wonder to be honest like i i think i will enjoy that um Certain, I, I think when a new Nintendo console comes out, I want to be like a day one guy too, and also like play the new thing. I, I don't know. There are certain yeah. games where I want to play it when it comes out. I think, mm-hmm. And Cyberpunk DLC, I think, is one of them. Anyway, we're over time, so let's end it here. I'm Matt, yeah. Matt Fawn, dude. Who are you? I'm James. How'd you get in here? James 04E. Yeah, I broke in. Uh, I've never seen this guy in my life. I was just curious what was going on. Oh yeah, remember that sign off thing we did? We were like, I'm on this and that and that. So remember the joke? Yeah, I'm. So I'm basically don't use X, I guess. So I'm Matt um, on Matt Fun Dude on Twitch, um, and YouTube. I don't really use TikTok that much either. I also haven't streamed in like two months or something. Man. I I want to trust me. I I want to, but it's it's called time management. We can't do everything, man. It, it's called. So, capitalism only giving me five hours of free time well it's like i i get back to i get back home to do my other job to then like do this other thing and it's like my free time i'm like do i want to stream i'm like yeah not particularly i just want to (laughs) play like i just want to play kill chaos game and not talk about why i want to kill chaos i just want to play it sometimes but um man I, i i i hope to stream another day one day yeah, we'll, I just, we'll talk I, about yeah. we'll talk about how messed up capitalism is and how it is ruining our our free time another day. <laughs> Next week on our capitalist podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>